We might not even see them as something that hurt us or caused us pain at the time. And yet, when we look a little closer, when we stand in the shoes of our younger selves, we can perhaps see that there could, perhaps, have been another way. Welcome to the Henny Flynn Podcast, the podcast that's all about deepening our self-awareness with profound self-compassion. I'm Henny. I write, coach and speak about how exploring our inner world can transform how we experience our outer world, all founded on a bedrock of self-love. Settle in and listen and see where the episode takes you. Welcome back to episode three of this season. You might notice my voice is slightly different, but yes, it's still me speaking. I've been away um, for a festival for the weekend and did an awful lot of cooking and a lot of talking over an open fire. And I think it's um, slightly affected how I speak, but hopefully not so badly that you can't listen to this episode. So today's episode is titled, How Dare You? And I overheard someone saying this to their child the other day. You can imagine the tone of voice, the outrage, anger, shame and blame that filled the words. And I say this without judgment on that parent. I suspect it was something she had heard said to her as a child, normalised through conditioning. It maybe had become something that felt like something parents say. And often we repeat the things we received, heard, experienced as children. We might not even see them as something that hurt us or caused us pain at the time. And yet, when we look a little closer, when we stand in the shoes of our younger selves, we can perhaps see that there could, perhaps, have been another way. And it's this recognition that gives us the opportunity to see the choices that are available to us not only in how we speak with and treat our own children, if that's something that's part of this life for us, but in how we speak with and treat ourselves. And that is something that's relevant to us all. We all have a self, after all. And my feeling is, that with the deeper self-awareness that comes through a willingness to explore even the tiny things, we can access changes in how we think, feel, behave that can serve us and maybe others for the rest of our lives. I mentioned that I share this story about the woman I overheard with non-judgment and that is crucial. As our awareness grows, so our sense of injustice, unfairness and judgment can grow too. 
we start to see the things that are wrong in the world, the things that are wrong in our life, the way we have been wronged by others in the past. Yet this doesn't always serve us. And I just want to interject here before I continue exploring this theme is that sometimes anger is a really powerful positive emotion. Sometimes we need anger to galvanize us into changing things, into shifting injustice. But it's also something that we need to use really judiciously and hopefully never in that blind rage that anger can often be. So when I say that seeing the things that are wrong in the world, the things that are wrong in our life, the way we have been wronged by others in the past doesn't always serve us, I mean that it can mean we become bitter, judgmental, separate. When really, I believe, we are seeking to become open, compassionate, connected. So remembering we have all experienced things that have shaped us, nurture and nature, and that to be so aware of those things We are able to choose how we respond to those experiences, how we carry those experiences is a wonderful thing and that not everybody has yet found the courage, the means, the guidance to support them in making those conscious choices. Now of course it doesn't mean we condone damaging behaviour by others but it can mean we can see them as being the product of generations perhaps of learnt patterns or experiences that have left their wounding mark. And it was really interesting uh, working with a client today actually that this theme came up with them too that we were able to explore how it could be to see someone who has very challenging behaviour with more compassion, recognising that in that process of doing that, it wasn't about condoning their behaviour, but it was a way of helping the client interact with this person without feeling as though they had to constantly put up these heavy, heavy barriers that also meant that she wasn't able to express herself fully when she was with them. So we don't know if the woman that I overheard shouting at her child was someone who had experienced those patterns, learnt patterns of damaging behaviour from others or had experienced wounding things that had left their mark on her. And, you know, maybe it was the first time she'd ever used or heard the phrase, how dare you? Maybe she was just trying it out for size. Maybe she'll never use it again because she didn't like the way it felt for her or her child. 
Or maybe she had no idea the words had fallen out of her mouth in a moment of frustration. Whatever. It still serves here as an opportunity to explore what those words might mean to us and how we could reframe them. So in the context of that critical voice, how dare you, seems to me to be rooted in the belief that the person we're speaking to can only have had bad intentions. It's critical. It might be very limiting. And it feels like it's founded in a desire to control. For me, some of the ways it comes across is how dare you challenge my authority? How dare you do something outside of the norm? How dare you play, explore, see how it would be to do it differently? Now, the specific words we heard in our childhood, adolescence or young adulthood, may be different, of course, but their essence may be the same. And the message they conveyed may be something we absorbed, just as it might be something that that child absorbed from their mother when I overheard them the other day. It may be that we carry that limiting, how dare you, within us. It may be it's something that gets in our way, stops us from taking risks, doing things differently, challenging the status quo. What if, instead, we could lift our voices and our hearts and say, How dare you, in a hopeful, optimistic and forward-facing way, a way that inspires us to step out of our comfort zones and onto the path less trod. When we reframe the words that were designed to limit us, my sense is that they can set us free So this is with all the usual caveats. There's more than one way to experience something. There's more than one way to use a phrase. There's more than one way to interpret what that phrase means. But as I reflected on all this and wrote this episode, I could feel my internal scanner pick up like a a radar blip across a green screen, marking moments where things were said that have informed how I experience life today. Some powerfully positive, some very challenging. And something within me obviously responded when I heard that mother's words. So... It felt worthy of attention in some way. And maybe there's something in here that's useful for you too. This idea of taking phrases that are 
in our common vernacular is something that I'm going to play with actually during this season. And next week's episode is all about the phrase, too big for your boots. And this was definitely something I um, heard, maybe not exactly in those words, but you know, this idea of don't get too big for your boots. And there are some other phrases that as I've been reflecting on how language is used to contain us, um, that I feel there are some other phrases that it could be really interesting to explore and again, reframe. So as ever, I'd love to hear your thoughts. This is just a short episode today, but... I hope that in some way it's brought you something for reflection. Okay, my darlings, I think I need to stop talking now (laughs) before I lose my voice completely. And before next week, I send you a hug and a wave.